Hello and welcome back to another episode of Unqualifying Sessions with me, Amy. Today I'm here with my Monaco race rundown and it was a wet day in the Principality which saw a lot of disruption. We didn't actually get the whole race length based on laps and we saw the countdown come up instead. There were two red flags this race and we saw some quite interesting racing. In the end though, Sergio Perez came out on top and won his first Monaco Grand Prix. Now, I've given you a little brief overview. Let's get into a little bit more of what actually happened and give you the rundown of the Monaco Grand Prix. Now, like I said, it was very wet. So at first the start time got pushed back by 15 minutes. Then they did a formation lap behind the safety car. Then after one or two laps of of this, they red flagged the race and everyone went back to the pit. Um, At this point, it was absolutely pouring with rain. Um, We saw people literally running up and down the pit crews, running, trying to get the tyres ready. Um, This was even happening before those going out um, on the formation lap. Um, it was crazy and because they started behind the safety car it meant they had to go for like the full wets behind the safety car they didn't have any other choice so everyone kind of had to change tires and then we saw it just looked a bit manic just before the race and then after the red flag it was just a little bit crazy people were like putting up the gazebos over the cars it was madness we even saw Jos Capito running with um, his pit crew trying to get stuff sorted we found that out from Ted Kravitz um, if you watch via Sky Sports so it was all a little bit chaotic and then after a while it kind of eased off enough for everyone to go back in and it was a rolling start again behind the safety car so that all went off now not too long after um, they went out, Pierre Gasly did take a gamble as long as well as some other people towards the back. So I believe Guan Yu and Nicholas Latifi as well came in and changed for intermediates. For Pierre Gasly, this paid off extremely extremely well he didn't have particularly good qualifying um in qualifying on a Saturday there was also a red flag and this meant that there was very small amount of time to get your final like your flying lap in and Pierre Gasly unfortunately missed this window by like mere seconds I saw the replay of it and He's literally driving, driving, driving. He's near the the line, about to go through to be able to like get his lap in. And then all of a sudden the lights go red and he just misses it by like three seconds. It was crazy. So he started 17th and he managed to get up to 11th place. Well, he managed to get up to 12th place, but I'll talk about why he ended up being 11th overall. So that really worked well for him. Uh, Unfortunately for for our resident Monacasque, 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 sorry to all the people of Monaco, Monacasque, 
There we go. Uh, Charles Leclerc, he ended up coming fourth after being absolutely rapid during qualifying. He was just punching those fastest laps um, and, you know, was doing all right. But, you know, Ferrari did not make some of the best strategy calls and he ended up coming fourth place overall, which, you know, he was not too happy about. You could you could definitely see that um, with his team radio. But on the positive note, this is the first time that Charles has actually managed to finish the Monaco Grand Prix. Uh, he had two DNFs previously and last time in 2021, he didn't even start the race. So, you know, it, we, we've got to look at the positives. We've got to look at the positives. But um, Carlos Sainz managed to also hold out. He essentially said to the team at one stage because Pierre Gasly was doing so well on the intermediates um he basically was like I don't want to come on the intermediates I'd rather just wait a little bit longer and um go on the softer tyre now that the as the track dries out and that ended up working quite well for him he ended up being second overall it was Max Verstappen then coming in third but it was Sergio Perez's day and after team orders in Barcelona last week it was really good to see Mr Perez just be like do you know what guys I can do this. I am a top driver too. So I was really happy to see Perez. Obviously, I would have really liked to see Leclerc be on the podium, but I, I did. I was quite happy for Perez to get that. And also it was his first Monaco win. So that's always uh, good to see. Going down, we then had George Russell and Lando Norris. Again, really good drives for them um, this weekend you know Lando towards the end of of the race I don't know what lap it was on because it just showed the minutes in the end um but they changed his tires I believe he went on softs and um absolutely nailed it he got really close to George I think in the end it was something like 0.2 seconds or something so he really caught him up um and he got fastest lap as well we did see a couple of DNFs this race. So we had a DNF from Alex Albon and a DNF from Kevin Magnussen. Um, we also did see a big crash for Mick Schumacher, um, which caused the second red flag of, of the race. So it was quite scary because they the car essentially kind of split so I don't know, obviously, depending on how long you've watched Formula One or, or, or whatever. In 2020, Romain Grosjean had a horrific um, crash in one of the last races of the 2020 season. And basically because of that, they need to, they've made it so the car, uh, like the gearbox essentially, I believe, can separate from the car. Um, so a lot easier and that's basically what happened here luckily he was absolutely fine but obviously when you see a car basically in half it's a bit it's a bit worrying but thankfully Mick Schumacher is a-okay now we 
did see some interesting driving for Fernando Alonso towards the end of the race. So Fernando Alonso was really backing up the rest of the pack. Um, And there was quite a big DRS trade, essentially, where you had Vettel, Gasly, Ricardo and Stroll pretty much all like just backed up a few like cars behind um Alonso so directly behind Alonso you also had Hamilton who couldn't get around um Alonso and he was just backing up the pack and you could see that the cars in front so the Red Bulls and the Ferraris were kind of coming up towards everyone at the back and it was like, oh my God, why is he so slow? And then all of a sudden he pushed in a fastest slap and everyone was like, Fernando, what are you doing? Because it really like, it meant that no one could really overtake or it was very difficult. And Monaco is difficult to overtake in any way. So he just really backed the rest of the pack up and I could I could see like the frustration. I could feel it. Um, and you could hear Lewis Hamilton getting really annoyed as well. He's just like, what is he doing? Um the only thing that I can think of and I think a lot of people speculated is that earlier in the race Hamilton and Ocon um, came together a bit and in the end after investigation the FIA the stewards decided that um, Ocon was at fault and gave him a five second time penalty so the only thing that I can think of and I'm sure a lot of people probably thought was that he's like backing the pack up um and you know having Hamilton behind him so because Ocon was just behind Hamilton or relatively close he was the like next person behind Hamilton um and so the only thing we could think of is that he got he was backing it up so that um Ocon could try and get around Lewis so that the it wouldn't have made such a big impact on his final grid position but that never materialized so I don't I don't really know why Alonso did it particularly then when he did the fastest lap it was like it's very obvious that you can go a bit quicker um but yeah that was definitely an interesting uh, move from him but I would say in the end my driver of the day or one of my drivers of the day I should say is Pierre Gasly because like I said 17th to 11th he really did well and Monaco is not the easiest to overtake in as we all know it can be a bit like a possession and sometimes it did feel like that there were some exciting moments where it was like oh what's gonna happen particularly with the wet it was a bit like who's made the best decision but Monaco is all about strategy and unfortunately for Charles the strategy call just didn't didn't work and was not the best um for him also after the race we did see a little bit of controversy so Ferrari put to the stewards that when both Sergio Perez and Max Verstappen came out of the pits at one stage as they exited the pit 
they didn't do it like basically they didn't do it correctly you have to make sure that your tires are within the line essentially when you come out the pits and it looked like that the tire was over this line which means you can get a grid penalty and i believe alex albon did get a penalty for this during the race so five seconds so that was put forward which would have changed the order of the grid it would have meant that carlos would have won and i believe looking at the times that would have been Charles would have come second Ellen perez third and max fourth because yeah roughly roughly that um but this did not happen so a lot of people have kind of a little bit upset about that um but that is what what happened regarding the complaint that Ferrari put to Red Bull and the stewards but I'm going to go through now the rundown the where did everyone place so like I said number one we had Sergio Perez his first one co win well done Sergio second Carlos Sainz third Max Verstappen fourth Charles Leclerc fifth George Russell sixth Lando Norris all who also got a point for the fastest lap Fernando Alonso in seventh Lewis Hamilton in eighth ninth Valtteri Bottas tenth Sebastian Vettel eleventh Pierre Gasly twelfth Esteban Ocon because he got the five second penalty it also kind of shows you that you know he was running in ninth and he got put down to 12 for a five second penalty sometimes it's only like one or two places but there's quite a lot it's quite packed up 13th Daniel Ricciardo 14th Lance Stroll 15th Nicholas Latifi 16th Zhou Guan Yu 17th Yuki Tsunoda and then DNS ones Alex Albon Mick Schumacher and Kevin Magnussen this also means that George Russell so far has consistently finished in the top five for every race this year so far so look out for Mr Russell because he could do some really well this year if he can keeps up his consistency particularly if there's any like dnfs for like the red bulls and the ferraris he could really stand a chance of doing super well this year so well done to george i think so far like for this race i would say my top three like i said earlier was pierre gasly and then i would say george russell and lando norris they did really well and obviously Sergio Perez I have to throw that in there he did really well so my top four um are are those guys there but yeah this was a Monaco Grand Prix it wasn't as it was definitely more chaotic than I thought it would be as soon as I heard there was rain my mum texted me and she's like there's rain in Monaco and I was like oh my god run down the stairs um and was like this is going to be chaos and to be fair chaos did ensue so i was a bit surprised um and also obviously monaco haven't signed for 2023 to be part of the race like one of the tracks for the races one of the one of the dates oh my god i cannot talk one of the races that will happen for the 2023 season oh my gosh 
it's it I'm, I'm recording this at like it's two minutes to eight i'm sorry <laughs> but um so yes yeah, so a lot of people were kind of like oh, will it come back i mean this face was you know a bit more interesting but was it just because of the rain you know i do like i do like monaco because it's such a staple like there are certain tracks that you just know are going to be there like monaco silverstone you know those sort of tracks that you look forward to um and i know the actual race can be quite it's it can be a procession and not an awful lot happens um so it but i suppose on the flip side to that is if you're really into strategy which some people are then you really like this track so i kind of think it would be a shame because i think strategically it's a really really good race um in in that respect plus it's just you know it is so iconic you know the glitz the glam and i suppose the sunday is not the most exciting but the saturday the qualifying i think is quite exciting because everybody knows they've got to do well so you just see people trying their best and you would see like I don't know I just feel like it would be a shame to see it go I think at least have it for another year in the sense that we don't know what some of these new tracks are going to be like you know is Vegas going to be really good because if Vegas is going to be really good will we miss it as much but it's just such an iconic track that I think it would be a shame to see Monaco leave the calendar completely. But let me know what you think. Do you think Monaco should stay? Do you think we should replace it with something else? Do you think that they will be able to maybe make some changes to the track? You know, to allow it to be to have more opportunities to overtake? Because really there's only like one or two parts of track that you, you can overtake. So I'm intrigued to see what they do but at the moment I'm kind of on the side of I think it would be a shame to see Monaco go mostly just because of the historic value and I suppose I really like to see the strategy too and anyone else who likes strategy you probably like this race a lot but yeah so let me know what you think about the race itself do you think it should stay on the calendar um our next race now is baku we have a week off and then we jump to baku which is always a bit of a crazy race actually there's always something happens and you're like what has what's gone on bit chaotic um so i'm excited for baku but yeah let me know if you of monaco let me know if you think it should stay on the calendar and let me know if you're excited about baku and any predictions you have for Baku I think it could be a surprise podium that's what I'm going to say I think there's going to be a surprise on the podium because it's always a bit of a crazy race anyway I'm going to stop talking about Formula 1 <laughs> and thank you so much for listening I, it really does mean a lot and I will see you in the next one Bye.